Our reading this morning is from Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. This is the word of the Lord. Well, the wise man built his house upon the rocks. Uh, uh, probably as, even as you heard that, the, the, the children's song was... Was it going through your brain this morning? Hands up if you've ever sung it, ever in your life. Absolutely. And that great clap when the house on the rock fell. The house on the sand fell. Great. Nice to get it right from the start, isn't it? It's so uh, simple and and, and a straightforward story, isn't it? Uh, It's so easy to take it for granted. And yet, uh, I think it contains a really vital and and state-of-the-art, up-to-the-moment message. Because it seems to me that what that little, little picture is of the two houses is actually about resilience the ability to keep standing when the storms come. And, and I don't know if you know this, but, but actually resilience it, it is quite headline news at the moment in the world of business and of education. Uh, you can go to any number of conferences, employ any number of consultants and gurus to come to your school, to come to your education, Uh, to come to your office and talk about resilience. Uh, NHS Highland uh, called all their staff together. Resilience is the theme of this year's conference, one that can infiltrate through everything we do, whether it is health, community or even climate change. PwC published a whole brochure, Building Resilience into Business Strategy Management and reporting. It's full of jargon, I couldn't understand a word of it. (laughs) But I did happen on to the word resilience, which is absolutely key in so much that's going on. Some schools have got websites with advice to parents how they can build resilience into their children. The US Department of Homeland Security defines resilience as the ability of systems infrastructures, government, business and citizenry, I think that's you and me, to resist, absorb, recover from or adapt to an adverse circumstance, even one of national importance. Resilience, resilience, resilience. And as I say, you can pay millions of pounds, thousands of pounds to go to a conference and get a guru. And today you get me. And yet, you know, 
the importance of resilience is nothing new to Christians. We've known how important it is almost since we've become Christians, haven't we? And, and you know that all the, the Bible doesn't necessarily use the word resilience, but it does use words like stand firm or be strong time after time after time. Writing to the church in Corinth that the most wobbliest of churches Paul repeatedly in that letter, if you read it, says, stand firm. Stand firm. Stand firm. Therefore, my beloved brethren, he writes to his, one of his favourite churches, the church at Philippi. Therefore, my beloved brethren, whom I long to see, my joy and my crown, stand firm in the faith of the Lord, my beloved. So what's this little patch, picture about? Two identical buildings. The buildings are the same. One stands up. One falls over. Two identical buildings. Two identical storms. The buildings aren't spared the storms. Both buildings experience the storms and the floods. And the rains came down. And the floods came up. You know, sometimes we, we long, don't we, for, for God to give us an easy life. But actually, sometimes God's way is not escaping the storms. It's about going through the stormy weather and standing firm and surviving at the end of it. The house on the sands fell flat. The house on the rock stood firm. And I think that's why resilience has often been called a hallmark of the Christian character. And around the world today, just as you and I are sitting here in church this morning, there are amazing displays of resilience being shown in the worldwide church. Uh, you may know that, uh, for example, in the Coptic church in Egypt, just this year, there were uh, suicide bombings in two churches that killed 45 Christians on Palm Sunday. And yet on Easter Sunday, just seven days later, the Coptic churches were crammed full of worshippers. And the bishop of the Orthodox Church said, after the pain of Palm Sunday, people were still, here's the word, resilient and determined that it was not going to change anything. Celebrations continued. Church is absolutely full. There is great resilience, word again, and strength among the people. Two identical buildings, two identical storms, two totally different outcomes. So what's the difference between them? Well, the word's already in your mind. You know what the answer is. And the answer is foundations. It's what those lives are built on. Build on the rock or build on the sand. And you don't really need me to tell you that, 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 that buildings are everything when it comes to not falling over. Picture, you know it, uh, you've been up it probably, you may even on a special occasion or perhaps regularly dined in the restaurant uh, at the top of it. It's the shard, isn't it? Uh, I think London's t still London's tallest building, certainly at one stage Europe's tallest building. And one of these 
highly paid management gurus that I've been talking about uses the shard in one of his seminars on resilience. And guess what his first two points are? Build strong foundations. The shard has 53 metres deep piles to support the building. That is a lot of concrete. And they spent so long building the foundations that people began to wonder whether they'd ever put anything on top of them because it was taking so long. And one commentator said, actually, you look at what's on the surface, the building, and it's impressive enough, of course. But if you've ever seen them, the real wonder is the foundations beneath. And all sorts of new and innovative techniques were used to put the shard up, which has since been copied in other buildings around the world. So have I done enough this morning? I think I have. To persuade you that foundations are absolutely critical and absolutely crucial. But the trouble is, just with the shard, uh, foundations are not exciting. Uh, Foundations are invisible. Nobody turns up for a tour of the foundations, although they should, because they're an architectural marvel. And equally, they need to go in first. I mean, it's obvious, isn't it? You can't ram the foundations in when the building's up. And it's no use trying to put in the foundations when the storms are raging, is it? So, obviously, what are the foundations that that Jesus is talking about here this morning? Well, the the answer, for once, is the Sunday school answer. (laughs) The answer is Jesus. It is about him. The key to resilience is, isn't it? We've known it. We, we always know it and yet so easily forget it. The key to resilience is simply this. Uh, to build our lives on Jesus. For all the seminars and papers and complicated language, this morning Jesus says two simple things to us this morning. Hear what I say and do what I say and you will stand firm whenever the storms come. Whoever hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, says Jesus, is like the wise man who built his house upon the rock. So what does that actually look like? First and foremost, it's obvious, isn't it? It's it's simply about keeping that relationship with Jesus, that simple relationship with him, first and foremost. And yet it's so easy for it to be pushed aside or lost sight of but we need time and time and time again, don't we, simply to come back to him and his centrality in our lives. That's why this communion service is so helpful, I think, because at the centre of it is the focus on Jesus himself. And as we take the bread and drink the wine, Jesus becomes central. There is nothing else to think about except him and his place in our lives. And, and, and the joy is that, 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 of course, our standing with him doesn't depend on our circumstances, doesn't depend on our successes, it doesn't depend on our reputations, it doesn't depend on our fears, it doesn't even depend on our failures, it doesn't depend on our sickness, it doesn't depend on our health. Because he loves us simply because he loves us. And he loves us for ourselves. God calls us his children. Jesus calls us his friends. And all that matters is that you and I know we are held and kept within the love of God. 
He calls us my child. And that is the security on which we build our lives. We take our stand on where we are with him. Not even on what anybody else is making of us or saying about us. We take our stand on him, don't we? And we take our stand on his forgiveness because that relationship can survive even us messing it up and getting it wrong, which we do time after time after time. The rock doesn't wobble because we wobble. The rock is there even when we wobble. And forgiveness restores our foothold on that rock, which is Jesus Christ. There's always a new start, always a new beginning with him. And that's our rock and security. And we're secure because we know deep down who we want to be. We know that when Jesus says to us, hear my words and do them, actually deep down we say, yeah, that's, that's, that's right, that's what I want to do. That is actually right. You don't persuade me. I know sometimes I forget. I know sometimes I wobble all over the place. But actually if you scratch me deep enough, yes, that's right. I want to hear and I want to do, Lord Jesus. And that's deep enough for me. And we want to be those deep people, don't we? We want to value, most of all in our lives, the things that are valued to Jesus. And, and you know, once we've got our heads right, we know that the things that sometimes seem of value around us aren't really the things that really matter, are they? The sort of people we are, our values, our character, our attitudes are so much more important than the things we have or the reputations we strive for. Who we are before him is the rock. And we take our stand on the knowledge, actually, that on that rock uh, we have a direction and a destiny. We are secure because we know where we're going to. We don't live in the past. We don't even live just for today. We live for the future. We live in the light of the glory of heaven, which one day will be fully ours. And I know sometimes it's so hard to see the way. Sometimes you can't see the way at all. Sometimes all you can do is take a little step forward and hope it's the right thing to be doing. I know that. I've lived that. But we do know, don't we, that, that those little tiny steps will one day lead to us being part of glory. And that is our final end and our final def destination. And we also know that every little thing we do on that way, every little act we do for God, whether it's seen or unseen, noticed or unseen, uh, uh, unnoticed, big or little, every little thing we see and do for God is seen by him, known by him, valued by him, held by him. And no wonder, therefore, we are secure we're on the word, when we're on the rock, which is the will and way of Jesus Christ. And on that rock, we're not alone. It's not as though there's a, a, a big sea with lots of little rocks, with each 
rock, only got one person sort of bobbing up and down on it. There's one rock and one family, and we stand together on that rock, and we hold each other together. And in the fellowship of, of Christ's people, there will be people there who will always be there for you, people who will pray for you and pray for me, even in those times when I feel I can't pray for you or I can't pray for myself. And they will hold us feet firmly on the rock, which is Jesus Christ. So foundations now and foundations first. The higher you go, the deeper you must dig into the rock that is Jesus Christ. The more pressure upon you, the more you need to earth and root in the Lord Jesus Christ. As I say, we want God to give us an easy life. But actually, just looking back, aren't aren't the people who most inspire you, uh, the people who you most admire, the people who give you most hope and confidence, aren't they the people who haven't just drifted through life always having it easy? Aren't the people who inspire and give confidence, the people who've had it tough and yet have kept their feet firmly on the rock, which is Lord Jesus Christ. And we think that a resilient person must be a tough, macho, go-getting sort of person. And Jesus says, no. A resilient person is simply a secure person because they know where their feet are, standing on the rock of my word and my will. Amen.